It's that time of week, the time you've been waiting for. It's time for Goat Gab, a weekly podcast about all things in the dairy goat industry. Sit back and enjoy an hour or so with your hosts, Laura Warren Hughes and Cameron Jedlowski, as we talk about ideas and topics that matter to the dairy goat world. Happy New Year, Goat Gabbers, and welcome back to the first episode of 2023. We're excited to have you for another fun-filled year um, and an awesome new endeavor for Goat Gab, the podcast. Um, here, as one of your, uh, I'm one of your co-hosts, Cameron Jodlowski. I'm your other co-host, Laura Warren Hughes, and to echo what Cameron said, Happy New Year for sure, and looking forward to a bright, new, shiny baby 2023 and all of the joys and excitement that that brings with it. I, I think a new year always has that little element of, oh boy, what's going to be next kind of to it. Yeah. And we've, I mean, I know Laura has probably talked about it with her, um, her, her group there. I'll call her, her group, her supporting cast. Um, I'm not even a supporting cast. Her, her team there at Maple Wind. And I know Catherine and I and my dad have been talking about, uh, what 2023 lies for us. And um, it definitely um, will have some challenges going into the year already, but we're excited about the future. Yeah, me too. It's, it's, it's always fun. Um, speaking of those challenges, Cameron, what's been going on with you guys? Uh, well, we've been, uh, I'm not even going to get into it yet, um, but uh, we've had some, some challenges there on that. Um, or breeding goats still. Uh, we bred the last one. It would be like Wednesday, I think. Um, went on a goat road trip to um, pick up our, our senior herd sire, which had been leased out. So we got him back now, and he is, he is back, and he is already working again. And we didn't think he'd be working, but he's working again, so that's okay, I guess. Um, you know, Just because they're fat doesn't mean they're pregnant. Let's just say that. Oh, bummer. So you are looking at an amazing um crop of uh junior yearlings for 2024 then maybe Let's just maybe. say maybe maybe i i don't want to plan on it but but um potentially we could have some we could have some junior yearlings um spent some time on that goat road trip actually going through the adga guidebook which was quite interesting because we were um talking about things and you know Thinking about how we've got a doe actually, and this is going to get very specific here, that is a re, um, experimental, and she's like seventy five percent Toggenberg, and then um, you know a couple generations back, she's she's got some alp, she's got an unregistered herd sire um, in there that was actually one a Kickapoo Valley buck, but didn't have a paper, so he was unregistered. Um, They're bred to it all, so it so we've been trying to figure out how we can maybe incorporate that back into lines. So I busted out the guidebook to look at the rules about registration and such there. And then I started reading the entire, um, you know, couple, you know, 10 pages about how goats are registered. You know, I've done that before, not for the same reasons, but have done that before. And it always strikes me about a, how much work went into that. I mean, people way smarter than I am, put a lot of time and work and love into that. And on the flip side of that, dang, our registration rules are really complicated. 
Absolutely. You are, you are very much correct there. So, um, look at, we'll spend some time on our, on going to get those goats on that. Um, additionally did some hay hunting. We have plenty of hay in the barn, but again, I, I will always take more hay. Um, if I can find it and there's some, that's like eh, five miles away from me. So, um, I might be spending the weekend picking that up if I can get my trailer moved. Um, and then we trained our chore help. So that's, um, exciting as well there. That might be a future podcast um, topic. How to train chore help? Well, one they can. <laughs> well, one or find it. Yes, one they can never do it as good as you. But that's something that I, I think over the years, myself, my dad, my my wife have really like struggled with is like finding someone that will do it just as good as you, if not to the same level as you. And that's really hard because you feel like you lose that control. Um, and in some aspects of, of our lives, like the, the barn is the one thing really we can control. That's a good point. Yeah. So, the, yeah, so we trained our chore help, so that's pretty exciting there. But other than that, I mean, nice Christmas, nice New Year's Eve. We're welcoming um, another Jodlowski wedding in not for 2023, but 2024. Um, so on, on the personal front, had a very, very nice one, but a very light goat one. That's exciting. Congratulations. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. So, uh, but Laura, what's been happening in the last couple of weeks at your place? Well, we had a nice Christmas too. It was kind of low key. And um, in, in my um, paying job, you know, the one that pays for my goat hobby. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. We had a lot of babies born, so it was almost a Bethlehem kind of a, a feel at the hospital <laughs> with no room in the inn. Um, we didn't have to break out the stable and the manger, but it was close a couple of times. So um, coming off of that being really busy, it was nice. It was nice to have some downtime, and all four of my kids were home, so we had a great time. We played a lot of board games. I learned a new card game. Um, you know, you look like you struggled on that, according to – some Snapchats I saw. I can't believe they Snapchatted that. It's a hard game. So um, it's called the Game of Mao. And if you want to look it up on the internet, it is there. Mao as in, as in M-A-O. And it's quite a lot of fun. But um, it did tax my brain. So I think it's one of those games that you want to play so you don't get Alzheimer's. As my kids remind me, I'm getting to that age, you know. So... Uh, <laughs> anyway, it, it was kind of fun. We had fun and, and shame on them for taking pictures of their mom struggling. So, um, but all in all, it was a great Christmas and a nice new year. And, uh, we ended up my new year weekend. I was able to take Monday off from work. So, uh, Elizabeth and I went out and bled all of the goats for our annual CAE testing and some, um, uh, uh, pregnancy testing and then um, way taped everybody and just had just had a fun day of just working together. So it's always good to get that done. And um, between Christmas and New Year's, I was at work and uh, eating lunch. I thought, hmm, it's a nice day. It had been really bitter cold here. And so it was the first day that was a little bit warmer. And I thought, I'm going to check the barn camera and just make sure all the goats are outside eating hay and enjoying the, the little bit of a warm front that we had going through. And I focused on the camera in one of my barns and I'm like, 
what is that white thing laying flat out on the side <laughs> of the barn? And then I looked closer and there was another white thing not laying down, but moving around in the far corner. And I turned the sound on Then it was the sound of baby goats. So um, I texted the daughters, you know, Hey guys, you need to run out to the barn quickly. I think we have baby goats. And uh, we had a uh, surprise son and buck kids born. So um, when I had asked earlier online about at what point do you see cotyledons when you ultrasound an animal, uh, we were about two months off. Of <laughs> so I did his duty in July. <laughs> so um, when you look at the cotyledons, they look like something to you? Pepperonis, yeah, or oh, so, little donuts. You you can look at it both ways, but so I just I just see them like a little like shrimp cocktails, like like <laughs> I I think about that. So I really wanted to put like a a picture of like a baby goat inside a black hole with like shrimp cocktails all around it because that's all I see when I see those. Well, so after reading more online, um. I think the people that mentioned, you know, usually you can see cotyledons around 60 days. I, I should have mentioned that these were so big, you couldn't see baby goats anywhere in this ultrasound. Mm-hmm. So she she was a lot farther than what we thought she was. But um, the little baby that was flat out on its side, you know, it's that goat owner's worst nightmare. It was cold. Its mouth was cold. Its little ears are frozen. And um Caroline brought her in, brought him inside and put him in a sink full of warm water and shoot by that evening he was he was um alert and awake and able to eat and standing up and bouncing around the next day. So uh that warm water in the sink trick is a is a good one. So that was that was fun and I've kind of rediscovered the joy of how nice it is to milk by hand. You know, when you only have one goat, you know, that's just kind of fun. I I love I love hand milking up to six. That's what I will tell you. That is about my my man. This stuff is getting old, so I better get the machine out. Oh yeah, but it's just nice not to mess with the machine. You know, take that warm bucket of steaming milk in the house, strain it out, and you're done. You don't have to wash anything else. You know, other than your bucket. And it just it made me remember why I fell in love with milking goats. Yes, said no one. No, I was kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, there's joys. There's joys in milking a lot too, but it it was it was kind of nice. So yes, that's, that's the story around here right now. Yes, Laura, what's happening in the association's world? Well, I hope that everybody uh, were were able to get their membership renewed at the end of the year last year. Um, you know, there were some problems. I think the system got overwhelmed a little bit, which. You know, we'll just leave it at that. Um, And of course, everybody in the office and so forth, they like to take breaks around the holidays, just like the rest of us. So if you've been waiting on some work to get done, I bet it's going to get addressed in the next week or so. Um, And don't forget to sign up for your ADGA Plus or your linear appraisal or your um, DHIR, whatever you want to do. Make sure you get that going. So have you gotten signed up yet, Cameron? We have not. That's a kind of a weekend agenda item there on that. But we've had discussions about um, getting a tester and and figuring out which um, plan we're going to be on and who, where we're going to test through and all sorts of stuff. The great part about living in Wisconsin is that 
everyone and their mother, you know, has a tester. Well, that's the positive there, but just trying to figure out who and what and where and how are we going to do it all that and thinking about, okay, what, what, what's important to us and thinking about, okay, this will be our first year on DHIR for the Toggenbergs and the Alpines will be coming back there. So are we, are we going to use it as a baseline? Are we trying to get stars? Are we trying to go towards an advanced registry or an ST award or, or what's the whole purpose of that as well? So are we, are we trying for that elusive top 10? So let's trying to really think about like what being very intentional about, about what our, um, what we're looking for in milk test. So that's the first thing there Two, talking about, you know, we, we are, the goal is to sign up for linear appraisal and become an Agda plus herd there. I actually worked with Jim Vanderlyn and I asked her, be asked him, excuse me, because we have two herd names there. And because we have two herd names and then my dad has the same herd name as I do. What does that look like from a, a an administrative standpoint? Because my concern always is, is, how do we administer the program between all of the complications of, of owning two different oh, herds? Yeah. There. So, um, and it's becoming even more of a challenge as we've talked and looked into, you know, getting scrapies tags as well, because we'll need those for our, um, when we sell animals, at the sale barns. So like, it's, it's just continuing to be a complexity of having two different herd names there and carrying two different tattoos as well. Yeah, that would be. Oh. And and especially when you think about premise tattoos. Yeah, that hmm, there there's a lot to consider there, isn't there? Yeah, me and my wife are going through that right now. It's wonderful. But um we we are planning on getting signed up to Adga Plus um and becoming those and using all of our um our DNAs to figure out who these goats are bred to. So, yeah. Sure, right. Well, and that's, you know, so you talked about trying to be very intentional with your DHIR. I know that for me this year, that's, that's a goal that I have. I am a, I've been a bad milk tester. Like I was last year was the first year that I ever did owner sampler and I was a dismal failure at it. I mean, total failure at it. So my goal is to be better this year. I would love to find a third, a third group to go on circle test again, cause I like doing it better that way. But, um, one of my friends, shout out to Jessica, showed me the Christmas present that she bought herself. She got herself an inline milk meter. Oh. I know. And I was like, wow, I think I want one. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to let myself do that until I can prove that I'm good at being on milk test. No, I'm not going to do it. But, um, you know, hats off to her. And I can't wait to see how quick and easy that makes her milk testing. So. Yeah, milk testing can always be a pain. I will tell you that. But I mean, it is if you if you care about the numbers and the data there, and it's important. Yes, I've I've really kind of dove into that world over the last couple of weeks and trying to understand again what what our specific needs are and what plan and what 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 we're looking for here in a milk test because it really seems like there's a hole for everything here. But I'm not going to touch on this too much because we've we've got that that's coming up. Yeah, we that is stay tuned listeners cuz we're going to hit this on a on a soon to happen podcast. So I'm yes. excited about that. So Yes. Um, something else though to keep in mind, I know I you know, obviously I'm on social media. I know people are still really frustrated and it's it's so frustrating especially when other people are talking about getting papers and you're still waiting on something that you've been waiting on since last June. There are things that hang things up in there. We don't really know why. I don't know why. 
there's glitches, who knows? But I, I'm just asking, please let the process continue to work. Let us keep working through it. Please put a ticket in to support at adga.org. If you're still waiting on stuff and you think you shouldn't be waiting on it anymore, please remember that the AGS, BGS um, registrations still aren't able to happen. So if that's what you're putting tickets in on, you just got it. It's just not there yet. So, um, you know, nobody wants to hear the words now, just be patient. I'm just saying, you know, your, e- your EC, your board of directors, we're all working so hard to try to get things to move forward. Um, you know, in the meantime, focus on things that we are able to get moving forward on um, voting on your national show judges that just, you know, information came out in your latest news and events that's either in paper or online. Um, look at the changes that are coming to our constitution and bylaws and consider whether or not that's something you can support. Um, you know, Ag is looking at hiring key people to really get things moving forward because we can't, we can't run an office without the right people in place to run it. And I think we've seen that before that if you have somebody in that position, that's not the right fit, things just don't move forward like you need them to. So I would say if you know somebody who would be a really, who's a a great executive person, somebody who's great at getting things done, who's a visionary, especially if that person knows dairy goats, tell them to consider this executive position, um, the executive director position with ADGA. Um, You know, I think word of mouth is the best way to get the right people hired. Don't you, Cameron? Yeah, I really agree on that. And, you know, people have to understand that, you know, ADGA does not exist without someone at the helm of it all there. And and we've had association managers, we've had, um, you know, volunteers step up and work that we've had ADGA's um, had other people involved in terms of this. So um, the office does not run for the American Dairy Good Association. Um, You know, it's not a, it's not a, without leadership. So we need leadership in there in that office. And whether it's an executive director, which that's the position that's posted online or an association manager or at some point, but someone has to lead the office through and work to get all of this done. And it's so important there that, that we have somebody there. So, I mean, if you have anybody that's interested and want to work in Spindale, North Carolina, I know it's a, the, the ADGA in keeps that town afloat, but uh, yeah. I also think too, I've, I've heard a lot of people complain, you know, we hired an executive director that didn't work out very well for us, did it? And I, and I think it's really important for people to realize that titles do matter. And, you know, when ADGA was smaller and we didn't have the number of animals that are being registered and the number of breeds that we have now, having an association manager probably was the best fit for us. But now we've grown, we've grown exponentially and um, titles do matter. So the person that we need to lead the helm of ADGA really needs to be that executive director title. Um, Instead of focusing on that didn't work before, maybe focus on let's get the right person in there the right person who is going to be an executive to lead ADGA into the next hundred years, because we, you know, that's what we need. We need the right person in that place. So consider if you know somebody who, who might be good for that. Yes, absolutely. There on that. Um, again, nobody wants to hear, please be patient. And uh, I will say that this, uh, you know, EC has, 
has made leaps and bounds in continuing to get things out and pushing things out and being as transparent as possible. So we appreciate that. But again, if there are problems or such, be patient. And and as Laura says, um, I will say uh, famously, be kind. Yeah, be kind. I think that's I think that's the best. Be mm-hmm. kind. Treat others as you would like to be treated too. So enough of that, Cameron. Can we get to the really, really, really exciting part? Yeah. So we said we have big news on the Facebook. And we do. Um, Laura and I have um, been thinking about, okay, what can we do to um, really help, not necessarily help Goat Gab, but really um, celebrate our industry in a better way and do something that, that Laura and I are super passionate about. Um, and really trying to one give back to, but but celebrate um, one of our favorite things in the world. So, um, introducing, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say the title here. We're gonna introduce um, a new program um, powered by Goat Gab here, um, and we're calling it the Circuit. Um, and it's a new program that that Laura and I have created based on a, a passion for youth and getting involved and making sure that they're properly recognized and celebrated. Um, and, and it's something that we're really passionate about in, in making sure that the youth are celebrated there, but also marrying something that we think is really important in showmanship there. So uh, we're introducing here today, and our big news is The Circuit, a national dairy goat showmanship competition. Yeah, so, you know, showmanship – when I was a youth, I loved my goats. And of course I thought they were, they were, they were the most beautiful goats in the world. But the fact of the matter is I had a herd of five that was including all of my goats, not just five milkers. We're talking five total and, you know, just had a lot of competition to show against. And so I decided that the one thing that I could control as a youth was my determination in doing the very best I could. And that was in showmanship. And so um, I'm a really strong believer in the fact that no matter how much money you have, um, how much support you have from your family, showmanship is something that you as a youth, you as a person have the control over how hard and how much sweat equity you're going to put into that to become the absolute best showman that you can. And that's, that's part of the reason why I'm so passionate about showmanship for youth. So what is going to be the circuit? The circuit, again, as we reiterate, is a national dairy goat showmanship competition powered by GoGab. Um, what this looks like, it is allowing kids the opportunity to celebrate their showmanship abilities by um, working with show officials on a local level and then submitting their results to goat gab as a whole. And then us just putting them together in a in kind of a national points contest here. Laura, do you want to continue to dive into some of the details? Yeah, totally. So this program is open to dairy goat exhibitors who show at AGA sanctioned shows. So not like your county fair, unless it's ADGA sanctioned, not AGS or another registry. It has to be an ADGA sanctioned show. And it's open to kids who are eight years and up to 20 years of age. So um, now one thing to keep in mind for the purpose of this program, that age is the exhibitor as of January 1st of the award year. So we are at January 5th as we're recording this. 
if you um, are eight years old now, and you are eight years old by the 1st of January, you are eligible to be in this. If you turn, if you're seven right now, and you turn eight later in this year, you can't do it until next year. So it's January 1st, or for some people, that's 4-H age, but January 1st, okay? Um, and you can be up to age 20. So if you turn 21 during the year, but you're still 20 by January 1st, you could still compete in, in the uh, program. So um, a minimum of 10 exhibitors must compete in each age category nationally. So I don't think we're going to have a problem with that for an award to be provided. Yep. So again, we're not, um, we're trying to make sure it's competitive there. And what Laura and I have found is, as we've, you know, as Laura's judged um, in, you know, her younger days. And by that, I mean, when she was like 18, which was only 10 years ago for Laura. Um, (laughs) But uh, what we found is that the more competition of this as well here is really important there on that. So uh, again, really making sure that we have 10 exhibitors there is only going to increase the competition as well. But one thing I I think we're going to do here specifically on that is we're not going to tell how many people are in each category as we go as well. So right, Laura, does that sound right? Right. No, because, you know, 10, Hey, 10 people across the country. That's, that's a decent number. So just as long as there's 10, we're going to give you an award for that category. So absolutely. Our showmanship classes will be broken down by age groups as well. So we'll have a junior division that's eight years old, the 10 years old. We'll have our intermediate one group, just like the nationals 11 to 13 year olds as well. Intermediate twos, 14 to 16 year olds. And then our senior group, which will be 17 years old, all the way to 20 year olds there. So Again, we're using kind of the national show schedule for that and kind of breaking it down on that. Um, and again, uh, our years are 8 to 20 years old, years of age. Right. So as we said before, um, you can accumulate these points at any AGA-sanctioned dairy goat show, local, state, or national, from January 1st, 2023. So shout out to our friends in Florida and the other southern states that are already starting to show. You guys can already start on this. Through December 31st, 2023. So, um, and we're going to ask you to include up to 12 shows for that show year. So if you show in showmanship more than 12 times, pick your top 12. Yes, they're on that. Um, and, and, you know, we, one thing that we've kind of, you know, thrown in our, our, Heads is like, how many times or how many opportunities do kids have to show in showmanship there? And it really depends. And and in different states, it's different things. Whereas I think back to when I was a youth, you know, the state of Illinois didn't really do a great job of promoting youth showmanship there at its state, at its county fairs. And there wasn't a lot of club shows in that state as well there. Um, Whereas we're looking at the circuit here as a way to encourage um, our youth to not only participate in showmanship, but also our clubs as well. We want more clubs to open up showmanship to their youth because I really think it is so important to drive that home. Oh, absolutely. And and I, Cameron, do you feel like it's a safe thing to say that in recent years, showmanship has kind of been on the decline in a lot of parts of the country? Absolutely. I think that's very safe to say there. And again, we've moved in the dairy goat community to a we want to get in, we want to show our goats, and we want to leave model there on that, which has really eliminated some of the showmanship opportunities. That's eliminated some of the opportunities for camaraderie as well there. And I really think, you know, the circuit is really aimed at, at 
building a national sense of camaraderie on the youth level and really encouraging kids again to get out there and do showmanship and adding more value add to our shows if they were to participate in the circuit and offer these uh, for our for youth there. Absolutely. So so one of the so the main way that you keep track of the points that you've gotten, um, we have a point sheet that we're going to um, put up on the website we're putting together for the circuit that is soon to come. And um, you'll download this point sheet and you need to have the point sheet signed by the staff who coordinated the showmanship class at the show. So that's really important because, you know, we want everybody to stay honest. And so if your show chairman or whoever it is that put on that showmanship class, um, just have them sign, just have them sign the form that says how many exhibitors were in your class and what your placing was. Um, your point sheet must be complete, accurate, and must include a signature by that show staff, the applicant, and also by your parent or guardian. So any application that's not complete, we're going to disqualify that, um, and we will maintain a list of show results. So um, we'll update you on how this is going as as the year goes on. Yeah, so again, it's really driving us on the exhibitor level, and they can be in charge of this as well. So um, we will, I don't know if we're going to work to advertise shows that will be on the circuit as well here and being um, included in this and put on the website there or... Um, we'll work to promote our exhibitors there on that, but really we want this to be an exhibitor driven, um, thing as compared to a show driven opportunity there. Yes, we would love every show in the country to participate there, but I really think we have to create some type of demand by our exhibitors to want to, um, engage in this and be able to win this type of, um, prestigious award as well here on that. So, um, again, this is an exhibitor driven focus. But we also encourage all shows in order to um, sub, um, maybe not submit or give them the stat or the uh, kids the opportunity to submit to GoGab. Yeah, and and remember, you know, this is the time of year that many people are putting together their shows. So if you are active in a show or a club that doesn't typically offer showmanship classes, this is the time to speak up and ask them to please include showmanship with their. Uh, as part of their show, you know, uh, tell them how important this is to you and that you really want to see this happen. Yeah. So moving right along here again, showmanship points, uh, excuse me, showmanship, um, the circuit points will be announced and kind of the winners will be picked by the previous year or by the next year as well there. Um, and then we will have awards as well as well. Laura and I have been kicking around ideas for awards. Um, and we've talked to everybody under the sun and heard ideas from, jackets to buckles to um to chairs to coolers to everything else under the sun there so um we will have some great awards for our kids there as well in order to do that um i've got a couple ideas in mind i might bring some friends in as well that have some different business ventures but um yeah we've gonna have some great awards for these um winners as well here uh for the circuit we promise they're going to be really cool, guys, and it's going to be something that you're going to be proud to proud to have, and it's going to be worth the time and effort of doing this. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, there on that. So, one thing we do like to mention as well here is that the points are doubled for exhibiting at the state fair. So, if you go to a state fair and you place in showmanship, and it's denoted on that form specifically, there um, we will have 
Um, double points to be awarded for that there. And also the Edgar National Show as well will be double points as well. So, um, again, we are really, really, really doubling down and making sure that these on these high-profile events here, um, they will be rewarded appropriately. So in talking about points, and this will be explained on the website, but um, the points are kind of, uh, how do we want to put it out? Evened out, um, we, we award points all the way down to fifth place in your showmanship class. And the number of points that you get for each placing is dependent on the number of exhibitors in your showmanship class. So for example, if there are less than, if there are 10 or less in your showmanship class and you get first place, you get 50 points. If there are over 31 exhibitors in your class, you get 65 points. So it, 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 of course, you get more points when there's more competition to show against. So, um, and again, as we said, if you show at your state fair or you show at your national show, then those points are doubled. So that's a, that's a great way to really rack up some points there. Yeah, it, it really is there. And it's really just culminating on what more events can we celebrate at and how can we continue to drive home um, promoting dairy goats on a larger scale and really rewarding kids for doing that at a state fair or national show level on that. So that's that's kind of the rules there. I mean, we tried to make it pretty simple. Um, you go to a show, you go and you uh, show in showmanship, you place in showmanship, you get your form signed by all parties on there. And again, this will all be explained on our website that will be up in the next couple, well, next week or so there. Um, and then that specific will um, count and we'll tally the points up and we'll let you know at the end there. So just a couple of things, questions that I've had people ask me when I've kind of run this by them. So um, what if my fair or my show offers a Supreme Showmanship Award? Can I count that award? So, you know, uh, some people call those showmen of showmen. Some people call them, um, you know, like like we're all the first place showmen from each age group compete for like a big grand prize type thing. Yes, you can count that, but only one award per show is allowed. So, for example, if you won senior showmanship and then you were named the supreme showman, then you can only count either the senior showmanship placing or the supreme placing, whichever one has the most points. So that would, you know, if there's only four exhibitors in that supreme showmanship class, but there were 15 in your senior, it makes it pretty easy to see which one you want to point choose. So I would say choose the one that always has uh, the greater number of points associated with it. Yep. Absolutely. There on that one there. Um, a couple other things that we've kind of, um, uh, you know, heard and talked about here and we specifically built a lot of these in to really uh, favor, you know, having larger showmanship classes is if I want all my showmanship classes, will I automatically be the winner? The answer is absolutely not again, because, we have tiered this system to reward larger classes as well there. And the class size weighs uh, largely on the overall points as well there. And if you think about some of the Adia National Show classes as well there, if, if there are over 30 exhibitors in that class and they are, are first place in that class as well there, um, you are awarded a grand whopping total of um, – why can't I do math today here? 130 points <laughs> compared to – um, you know, maybe somebody who had 10 or less in a showmanship class um, and won the class, though, and there that's only 50 points. 
Yeah. So, it, I mean, it really does make a difference when you're in a place that has bigger showmanship classes and more competition. So the side effect of that rule is, come on, guys, we know that peer pressure is a real thing. So do peer pressure on your friends and buddies and get them to be in showmanship, too. You know, maybe they think they're not going to win, but, um, you know, A, they could garner points for being fifth place in the class. And, um, you know, it, it helps increase the competition and gets more kids involved with dairy goats. And that's a win-win, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely there on that. So also, if, if there's a tie in the showmanship division, a tie shall be broken by the exhibitor with the most first place wins. So, um, you know, even if maybe one person, maybe you have the same points, if one person has more first places, that's going to be the winner. If there's a tie after that, the exhibitor with the highest national show placing will break the tie. So um, I hope that we're going to have so much competition that we'll have to worry about that, but we'll have to go from there. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely there on that. So, um, again, all of our information will be located on our website. And that's going to be the biggest thing is everything, questions, comments, concerns, thoughts. Um, you know, we'll even have a form to go ahead and submit questions to Laura and I. Um, again, this is something that we've, we've definitely kicked around the idea multiple times um, about. And, and we've finally kind of taken it to the next level and say, let's get this out here. Let's get this for the youth as well. Because Laura and I have, have definitely found a need for this in the country as we've found that. I don't know if Laura, if you've seen it as well, but showmanship is kind of a dying heart. Yeah, it is. And, and that makes me sad because as I said before, showmanship is something that any kid, no matter what quality of animal that they have, they could really excel in. So, um, you know, I hope that throughout the year, maybe we get a little more of a focus on showmanship and youth involvement in dairy goats, because I, I, again, feel really passionate that that's an important thing. So, if you guys have ideas or thoughts, uh, please don't hesitate to share them with us. Um, as Cameron said, we've put a lot of thought and a lot of elbow grease into trying to get this put together, but uh, we're always open to ideas too. So um, when the website goes up, we will make an announcement on our Facebook page and um, put our new um, email address that you can send questions to uh, directly to that email address as well. So um, again, this is kind of our way of giving back to those of you that have embraced us and helped make Goat Gab a lot of fun and hopefully something that helps everybody and and uh, you know, we our way of saying thank you to you. And I'm sure we'll have a lot of feedback off this initial episode as well. Let us know as well. And again, we're going to continue to refine this thing throughout the year, really try to make it better. And with your comments, your questions, your concerns there, um, we can work to address those because I, I guarantee if if you have a question, someone else will have a question there on that. So um, uh, again, we're really trying to make sure that this is super um, exhibitor friendly, um, youth friendly, as well as a way to um, you know give back to that community like Laura talked about. Yeah. So does that about wrap us up, Cameron? Yeah, that's 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 our exciting announcement here. So I'm really excited about the opportunity and think it'll be really good. We thank each and every one of our listeners for being part of our Goat Gab family and look forward to um, another great year of podcasts with you. And um, as always, if you run into us in person, say, hey, introduce yourself. Uh, tell us what you like. Give us ideas of things that we need to change. I think we've got some good stuff in the works coming up. So I can't can't wait to get these new episodes out. And um, as always, please find us on 
Apple Podcasts. Uh, shoot us an, um, a message through Facebook. We are on Facebook at Goat Gab. And let us know what works for you and what doesn't. Absolutely, everybody. We appreciate your time uh, listening to us each week. And we'll catch you on the next one. Have a great week and Happy New Year.